0: of the things that um i have noticed throughout the coronavirus pandemic is that a lot of people are now using it as a time of positive reflection and as you said they're birthing companies projects ideas and such like that so how has the coronavirus pandemic affected the work that you are doing
1: well what happened is in the beginning there was a lot of um panic round you see with a lot of people there's a lot of panic going on you know you know why i'm gonna ask that question but you know the thing i still can't get right is the i remember the news and seeing them two women fighting over the toilet roll in the oh. in the supermarket right and i was thinking i thought is that where we've gone you know is that rude if, think about it i mentioned this before right if somebody said at a time not that we're into these cars and I say you had the Ferrari there and the toilet roll value (laughs) value which one do you want give me the toilet roll you know (laughs) right so but that was at a time but now that's gone right now that's gone and everything that things that we value started coming out of the whole thing of the lockdown we started realizing our talents we started valuing who we are. We started valuing people around us. We started valuing what's really meant to be important and what's really important. The only sad thing about it is coming out of it is, you know, we shouldn't really forget what we really meant to value and who we are and what we got. And in this time, it's a time, it was a time like, it was as if somebody said to the whole world, stop spinning, stop spinning, stop. And everybody had to reevaluate what they are, who they are. big companies that were running things all the time, sadly had to close down. Why was that, you know? And then so some people who came out of nothing, young entrepreneurs who just kicked it up online and everything like that, who made things happen. How did it affect me? We're back to your question is this look, I saw it. I'm not going to say, I didn't think, Oh my gosh, what I'm going to do because I'll be going out to delivering training and coaching. I'll be going out to uh, deliver one-to-one with clients and things like that. What did I do? And I remember thinking about this. I've got to think ahead. I can't tell people you do this. And then this comes on. Right. So I think, I remember going up to the garden door and this phone call came. Hey, this is where God stops in steps in anonymously, right? This phone call came from this uh, corporate company. Good banking and see. And they said to me, We got this situation going on in their company and obviously with the pandemic and lockdown and people working at home and this, that, and the other. And we'd like you to deliver some training, some coaching online. So I thought that sounds good, <laughs> you know, and they said to me, would you like to, would I like to, yes, <laughs> you know, so then um, I set it up and obviously I drafted out everything. I worked out what's going on and it helped me understand as well, what mentally what's going on with all of us at this time. And I delivered that training. They loved it. Um, through them loving it. Another one came along and through that, it made me think about more promoting online as well. So, and it just kind of grew more online and, you know, out of this even now, I'm not saying I wouldn't go out and do all of this tonight, but yeah, it's better to work online in that sense, you know? But there's nothing better than actually meeting someone and being face-to-face and reading people and, you know, expressing yourself. But we have to work out how can we transfer our skills to online? How, what can I do? And somebody might say, well, I'm not a tech on um the internet and this, that, and the other. Let me tell you something, you people who are saying that. I'm not either, (laughs) right? That's the truth. You force yourself to learn things step by step by step. Nobody's got an excuse for not learning something now. Listen, you've got YouTube. I used to do things like stop, start all the time. Stop, start. Look at what they said. Write it down. You know, we we force ourselves to learn how to do things, and then we get into the group. Before you know it, somebody else is asking you how to do that too, and then you realize you actually do know how to do it. So don't stop yourself, get up and do something, use the opportunity, what has happened. There is always an opportunity in situations. We just have to start thinking outside the box.
0: That's so true about um, thinking outside of the box and to ensure yeah. that we use, um, we may feel that it's a challenge, we may feel that you know our backs are against the wall, but now is a time where we seek opportunities and just go for it you know and I do believe that the yeah. pandemic was a big sort of like message to the world that we need to stop we need to slow down do you remember seeing pictures online about how wildlife would suddenly you know oh, go into the city
1: areas that was and really amazing because they were doing things in fact you know what they were doing really they were reclaiming their place. Do you know that? Because originally they would have had all that land, but you know we come along, we build our bricks, our roads our you know, infrastructure and all, and we take and we push them out. <laughs> Let's say they were reclaiming, but we were standing by it because it's true. I mean, they started doing something different. We started seeing animals walking the street. You, you know, the one that gets me is the foxes around here. Once upon a time, a fox would see you and leg it. They would run, they'd look at you and say, hey, where you going, you know what I mean, what you got in your bag, you know, and they're coming up to you and all, they think, what has happened? They climatized everything. But the truth about it, saying climatizing, these animals learn how to adapt to a situation and they are survivors. You know, sometimes we think we're so intelligent, that we're so intelligent, we outdo ourselves. They learn how to adapt to different situations, which is something we need to learn to do in our lives something happens a tragedy happens or whatnot. you've got to adapt find a way the crew the way of it is you know um it's funny church go to um the one motto they always say is find a way it's stuck in me anytime a situation I miss find a way you know find a way and that's it and you can find a way animals do
0: that's so true you know but how do you find a way like why is it that some people pursue their dreams and they're so capable of and you know when you speak to them and you know they've got the knowledge the talent and the abilities to do so but they just don't they remain stuck but then why do mothers have that Mm. drive have that commitment and pursue everything with everything within their being
1: okay um i'm sure you've heard this line before everything that you want is on the other other side of fear right there's a line there and you've got to cross over why are we stuck in there i'll, I'll go into it uh, on the physical biological and then i'll talk about the spiritual and the practical so let's go there why are we stuck biological in your head you have this little muscle well i hope it isn't a muscle anyway you got more brain than all of us you know i just said little muscle but i'm just explaining <laughs> it's like an acorn shaped thing and it's actually called the amygdala and what the amygdala does it protects you and it sends a message through your head saying don't do this don't do that something might happen but around it there's a little barrier and if you go outside this barrier this amygdala starts screaming say come back in come back in come back in something's going to happen and you do it but sometimes you have to override that so what do you do you go outside that boundary which the amygdala works in and you start working on this thing. What are you doing now? Here we go back to the physical. You're taking a chance and you're going to do that thing that you're going to do. So to say to the amygdala, I'm not scared, I'm gonna try If something happens, I'll learn from it. So, all right, and then you start doing it and you progress. The amygdala turns around and says, well, you stepped outside the boundary and that boundary is okay. All right, what I'll do now is I'll extend the boundary and you can work within that boundary now. All right and then you start to grow a bit and you start thinking i want to try this other thing that i've never tried before right but the amygdala says no don't do that if you do that you're gonna crash something's gonna happen to you but you learned that you stepped out before and it worked so here we go we step out a little bit further amygdala starts screaming again but then the amygdala say hey that's cool you know um actually you were right you've grown now we'll make the boundary this long they want to do the thing but they're scared of failing there's a way of saying it we talk about failing forward look there is no such thing as failing what happens is you learn from it and you get up and you grow you do not fail it might be hard it might be tough you might be broke you might be down you might be crying you might feel depressed and everything but let me tell you something you're going to grow out of that yeah sometimes it takes a little bit of bruising to actually grow. A little bit few tears to actually grow and that amygdala acknowledges hey you're the one who's in control you know how many risks you can take and you know what you're doing and we have to stretch this thing that's why i may probably said a muscle in the beginning right you have to stretch this each time and take a little bit of a risk to grow difference between those stopping and those going ahead is about that fear yeah everything you want is on the other side of fear you got to push through. you got to raise up. you got to get advice, get a mentor, get a coach, <laughs> right? And make things happen. But
0: the thing is, I really like that in terms of identifying about the fear, like your life, your best life, you know, is on the other side of fear. False evidence really is and real, isn't it? Fear.
1: Yes, right? that's, it. that's it. That's it.
0: There in real and what I I remember I was in South Africa years ago and um, I put uh-huh. myself into a position where I went to South Africa to volunteer for a charity <laughs> <Right. laughs> Did't know anybody went there by myself type of thing. I put myself wow. in a environment where I was going to work in my zone of uh, uncomfortability. That is a place wow. where I realize um, new talents, new wow. ability. Wow. I had to put myself right. in the zone of uncomfortability. It wasn't easy. <laughs> it wasn't easy. Big no, I was anymore. screaming out. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't easy. <laughs> but I think what pushed and excelled me was a key thing that you said about having a support network, um, having um, mentors um, who could sort of like speak to you, encourage you, having wonderful friends and family who are supporting you and sort of like waving that banner. Thinking about what advice would you give to your younger self?
1: That's a question and a half. That's really loaded. Um, let me think. What would I have said to myself? Okay, keep it wrong. I would have said, don't be put off by the noise around you. Don't be held back and put more action into what you're doing. Just believe. Just believe. Why would I have said that? Um, I'd say, well, my humble, humble beginnings, I'll say, right? Um, There was a lot of noise going on. When I call noise, I'm not talking about literal noise. I'm talking about confusion growing up. Um, Confusion and the home, confusion in school, different things, you know? And sometimes there are things that could place doubts in you. And that's why I'm so good at removing other people's doubts, right? Because there were things that I had to actually overcome. Whereas if I had somebody who was a mentor then for me and could have told me, look, you know, don't pay attention to noise. Stay focused on what you're doing and put action behind it. That's what I said. Things would have probably moved a lot quicker in a different direction in that way, really. I wouldn't want a different direction from where I am now, but I mean, moved quicker in that sense.
0: Yeah, that's real. I love that, you know, you're being... Mm -hmm. and I suppose that lines up with the, the role that you're doing now, performance coaching.
1: It is. Isn't it? Very much.
0: Well, give us Very a day of a performance coach. What does the role involve?
1: Well, you know, it's funny. All right, here we go. Um, when I have people call me up or clients, usually it's from either a recommendation of someone else. You know, I'm not always going out and saying, no, no, don't come, come." it's a case of that. And they usually come sort of ready. Why do they come ready? Because they've seen the results of the person they know, and then they come along believing they will get results. So what I'll do is um, sit and have a friendly chat. Honestly, I'm not like. In any kind of way, you talk. I just keep it real. Look, this is what's going on. What we recommend. We just have a friendly chat, like two mates and everything. So please, I'm, I'm saying, I really mean this. Somebody's calling me up. Let me tell you something. I trip over my words and stuff like that all the time, right? So it's just a normal friendly chat. Yeah, <laughs> you know
0: that one. <laughs> 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 i make up my own work. I've got got my own dictionary going on as well, you know.
1: I know that one. I know that one. And the thing about it is just um, that friendly chat is just assessing what somebody really wants. And I kind of can work out, you know, it's an insight to see who somebody really is at that time as well. You know, um, when I say purpose and God-given gifts, some of them we learn, some of them we um, have within us, you know, and through that, we engage in a series of sessions each week or sometime each month, depending on how long I've been working with them, you know, and we hit that target and that goal. But the funny thing, we don't always say, this is your goal and this is what you're going to do. The person realizes partway through, well, hang on, I'm actually doing it. You know, what was really exciting for me um, the other week was I had um, worked with someone and they had, they realized they had these blocks that were going on in their career and what they're doing and how they saw themselves. And we got them to the point of seeing themselves in the beauty and who they are inside and out. I was so happy. It was like, it felt like it was my child that just done that, you know? And I was so excited about it, you know? And then they came to a point where they started telling me about certain phobia they had as well. And, you know, we set up some things and they got past this phobia as well, which was really amazing, you know? And now they're living the best life as well. They're, they're, they're an author. They're doing really well. They're, they're having a book out there. They're doing things that they... You know, we're doing four and all that. And that really kicks me off and makes me feel good in that sense, you know. And it was funny because they were recommended from somebody else who had the results as well. So it's really about that. And the whole performance coaching, it could be many areas. Um, yes, I go into businesses as well and make sure that the staff in the training, that they are more productive for that business and leaving there and seeing the senior being really happy about is they'd be more productive. Their team's more productive. They're doing more. That's a result. Um, individuals, um, certain blocks, they got stuck. They don't know where they're going, but let me just say, so I always say this thing about get stuck. Stuck is seems like a negative word, but the truth about it, I'm giving away a little something. Now when you're stuck, it's your inner person crying out to do more you just got to start listening to that inner person, work outside of the box, get to know them, and start to do what you got birthed inside of you. So stuck isn't always a bad thing. It's actually, oh my gosh, I'm stuck, oh, and getting all depressed about it, right? I'm not knocking depression because I know that's a real thing, right? But what I'm saying is that through that, it's an alarm. It's like when you knock your hand and it hurts. That's an alarm, You know, when you're feeling sick and, you know, you have a cold, that's an alarm. Um, um, Something internally wrong and you start getting these spots on your face. That's the toxins coming out. That's an alarm. So start to listen to the alarms that are around you that will make you push and go ahead. They're not always negative. They only last temporary, the negative.
0: That's awesome. I know that is a, a little nugget you gave away there about being stuck and, you know, everybody, yeah. please remember that analogy about being stuck. It means that it's like your inner person is just asking for help. What yes. do I need yes. to do now, you know? What do I need to know? Because you feel that you know that there is something much more for you to achieve, isn't it? So that's- Entirely. Stuck. Yeah. So being staff, Italia, put a Yeah. If somebody wants to get into be a performance coach just like yourself, what are the top three soft skills do you think are needed?
1: Well, I think in all overall coaching and everything that one thing I've learned is, well, let's put it this way: one, you do need the knowledge. And the other one, <laughs> it's kind of funny. You need the knowledge, but you actually need to know how to ask the right questions you need to know how to ask the right questions and here goes the third one you actually do need to know when to shut up right because you've got to use a really high level intensive way of listening your listening skills have to be very good sometimes you might get excited about something because you know what the answer should be but it's not for you to tell the person this is what the answer should be it's for you to drop the hints in there or guide them in a way that they will find the answer they will be impacted and they would have done it so they can do it without you you know you've got to get to that point not that they're dependable on you but they can actually go ahead and do that without you so let's go about back to the knowledge listen put your head down Learn your stuff, learn your craft, learn what you're doing, but don't stick to the regimented way. Bring you to it in who you are and how you'd actually apply and execute that situation with the knowledge behind it, right? Then the asking of questions. Look, if you look at any, um, let's say, great chat show host or someone who asks questions, like yourself sophie right it's being able to ask the right questions you will get the right answers ask the right questions and it will be interesting ask not the right questions it won't be so interesting so you've got to think about it it's not about you it really is about them but you're just added to it you're guiding them along the way
0: i hear you on that you know because you can't be um a performance coach and you continually interrupting your client when they're you know pouring their whole life out to you and not being patient yeah. and everything but i think it's key to have active listening skills you know and I love the point that you made about not assuming that you know the answer um, because therefore you are not demonstrating you have got active listening skills if you're assuming you know the answer when you have active listening skills you are waiting for that person to share what they have to share then you can give you know the best advice based on what they're saying so that is such a great point
1: yeah it, it, it's really important I mean and sometimes you know it's like watching a film and running to the end before you've actually watched the middle bit even though you might have seen the success at the end of the film, you wouldn't have really enjoyed it. You'd watch watched the beginning, watch the end, and then a sort of middle bit in between. And the middle bit is really crucial to add up to understand what the end is about, you know? So, yeah, it's very, very important to have listening skills. Um, yeah. Who
0: are your top three inspirational, motivational coaches that people can look up online and to learn more about?
1: Wow, that's... Um, that's really interesting. Who are my top? Well, I have a word every morning and every night with my my um, mentor and coach. Do you know his name?
0: Hmm? I know I'll what you to say. Yeah,
1: I know. Oh, what you there know you say. go. We don't even need to say it, right? <laughs> uh-huh. You know, uh, I do um, look at, and I used to actually listen to quite a lot in the past of um, Jim Rohn. The way he delivers his stuff, right? Um, in the past. I used to listen to uh, Annie romans You know, I listened to Les Brown as well. You know, I used to read a lot of his stuff, and I still do. Um, I tell you a great book, and I'll say it to everybody to read. Right, read this book. It will make a difference as well. You know, and even if you just read it for reading its sake on the side, and most coaches and people within training have heard it or listen it, and that's um, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits you know when i read that book it made a lot of sense with things there. and he puts it in very practical terms you know very practical simple terms that you can identify with and see and you find that a lot of individuals actually using some techniques of um stephen cobb as well you know and right now this present moment it's funny because i listen to people i said i'm not the sort of person to say i don't say oh this one's this one this one because things change life changes you know the circumstances change and what somebody's delivering at time might be right at that time but it might not be exactly right at another time you know and um guys listen to recently is brendan brendan bachard he he's really good actually he's really good he's really good because it's um it's kind of you kind of connect with what he's talking about you know so there are many i mean i could carry on there are many that's why i say for me it changes every now and then you know um the ones i listen to tend not to be the ones that curse a lot and all that you know i tend to list to ones who want to apply themselves and really um help you that's why i say there's certain individuals that started changing i thought oh you know you you were great for me at the time but at this time you know maybe it's not for me at that time you know but hey i don't judge anybody i just take it as is what serves me in that sense you know yeah so there's quite there's quite a number out there actually to be honest you know i've just named just a few but there are quite a number that to listen to Hey, listen, I'll, I'll say something, um, this too. I, I just listened to, because I came across the other day. He said, I've got to get it right, can't say that, and then not get, Patrice, that's it, Patrice. Yes. Patrice Washington. Oh, and I to her, I just had it on while I was doing what I was doing. I tend to let a lot of um, stuff seep into my head while I'm doing what I'm doing. What... And then I stopped what I was doing, I thought, that's really good, and it's the way she interviewed the person as well and stuff like that. So I thought it was really good. It's, it tends to be the people who keep it real. You know, the people who keep it real, that's what I tend to do, you know. Obviously, you've got to apply yourself in different environments in different ways, but keep to the authenticity of who you are. Yeah, so that's, I realised that's what came out of those ones that I look up to.
0: Because if I think about my time, or my first experience delivering training, and I, there were several key people around me at that time who I looked up to, who I can say, were my role models at that time and continually to be my role models right now. Right, I'm gonna name them. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgina right. George, she was okay. an amazing trainer. Um, just I strong. How, Just how she was able to just to pull out the strengths and to challenge the learners in the workshops. Also, I remember River Sweeney, how can I forget? Oh, yes, I remember Rufus oh, yes. She was just absolutely amazing and also very empathetic, very patient, and kind, too. Also, Tina Chaudet, Tina, as well.
1: She Tina's brilliant
0: trainer and i sort of like picked up key you know tips from them like whilst they were delivering and thought oh yeah that's good i'll steal that type of thing but you know make it my right. own i met a lady called black right. and and she also took time out and sat down with me and went through you know the rudiments of if this is what you want to set up a company a training organization these are the things that you want to do so you know she really took the time out to sit down with me and to, you know, go through those things. And also, yes. Coach Chris Brown. Hello, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's you.
1: I'm honored. Thank you, you. Know what I mean? it's <laughs> you. Well, I think, and I'm honored to be amongst that list, to be honest, because um, it works equally the same here. Because I will say, I remember um, the workshops you did in a training and all that as well. And it's the way we bounce things off, and it just happened. I say, yeah. So he's got it, you know, definitely, you know. So equally here as well, you know. So what would you say in that case then, would you have picked out of what they taught you, They actually used today?
0: Mm, that is a really good question. I'm supposed to Isn't be it? interviewing you. <laughs> I know, I just, I, just, I just wanted to get
1: that in man, because I was thinking yeah, it about it as well myself. Them.
0: Um, well, each one of those individuals have all got different styles of training, but I'll say the the key thing that I've taken from all of them is importance of being you, finding your own training style and being comfortable with that.
1: Totally agree with that. It's funny you said the interview, that's true, because while you were saying that, I was thinking about the individuals, because obviously I know them as well. And I was thinking about different qualities in them, and I can actually see that in you as well, at the same time, that's why I asked you that question. You know, when I think about it, it's um, at the end of the day, God places you in different places with different people to learn different things at the right time. And that's why I see it.
0: Hi everyone, this is your host Sophia Lewis and thank you so much for listening to this episode of Employability Matters, the number one careers and job related podcast where we always dive into topics associated with the world of work. I really thank you for your support and for subscribing and remember to share with your family and friends. It would also be appreciated if you could leave a great review on our YouTube channel, Anchor FM, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I will be back next week for another great episode. So until then, remember, employability matters.